Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 11th of June. I'm Ellie House. And I'm Holly Keogh. A UK court refuses to bar the removal of refugees to Rwanda and a royal disapproves of the policy. A source has told us, a source who has heard Prince Charles himself express his opposition to this policy, saying that he was more than disappointed at the policy and he thinks the government's whole approach is appalling. And in the Russian-occupied city of Mariupol, there are fears of a cholera outbreak. Ukraine hasn't got um, its people there, so it's difficult for them to confirm. But there are reports coming out that some people have already uh, are suffering with cholera. The Times Daily World Briefing. Today, we begin with one foot in the United Kingdom and one in Rwanda. That's because the UK government's controversial policy to deport asylum seekers to the East African country has been given the green light by the High Court. Campaigners launched a legal challenge to the Rwanda plan earlier this week, seeking to bar the first flight of refugees, which is due to take off on Tuesday. But the judge ruled in favour of the government, this time. Catherine Stubberfield from the refugee agency UNHCR explained some of the critics' concerns to Times Radio. In order to be recognised as refugees in Rwanda, they haven't gone through an individual refugee status determination. Um, And so the Rwandan system in that regard is very much fledgling in contrast to the UK that has a very established, robust system that could handle um, these particular claims. There are also particular issues around the fact that um, people are, of course, being transferred under this arrangement against their will. Friday's legal victory for the government is not the end of the debate. The court granted human rights groups permission to appeal the decision, and the High Court is due to hear a judicial review by the end of July which could block the plans. The UK government says the policy will deter channel crossings and help control illegal immigration. Now, an exclusive report in today's Times of London reveals that Prince Charles, heir to the throne, has privately criticised the Rwanda plan. A source has told us, a source who has heard Prince Charles himself express his opposition to this policy, saying that he was more than disappointed at the policy, that he thinks the government's whole approach is appalling. 
uh, it was clear he was not impressed with the government's direction of travel. So this, uh, we must uh, remember this, this comment was in private. There's no suggestion that he has uh, tried to influence um, uh, the government uh, ministers and he, he's not declared this publicly. Home Affairs editor Matt Dathan broke this story and spoke to Times Radio. Prince Charles is due to travel to Rwanda uh, later this month to represent the Queen as uh, head of the Commonwealth at the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. And this is why I think uh, what we've been told he is um, particularly frustrated and uncomfortable at the policy to send migrants to Rwanda because of his key role in that very country. Uh, He's going to be the first member of the royal family to visit Rwanda. Moving to Ukraine, where there are fears of a health crisis in Russian-occupied cities. It's day 108 of the invasion. The UK Defence Ministry says that the port city of Mariupol is at risk of a major cholera outbreak after relentless bombardment by Russian forces. Askold Krushelnitsky is the Times of London correspondent in Ukraine. Mariupol was under intense artillery fire by the Russians for nine weeks or so before um, it, it fell. And it's estimated that about 90% of the buildings and infrastructure were destroyed. Krushelnitsky says that a combination of rising summer temperatures and the likely thousands of dead bodies still in the rubble pose a significant health risk. And you've got this toxic mix of drinking water, sewage, uh, you've got rotting garbage and decomposing corpses. And um, as I understand it, if there's a thunderstorm with heavy rainfall, this could just uh, further mix all these toxic elements together. In the past month, there have been some reports of cholera cases coming to Mariupol, but the Russian-appointed mayor in the occupied city says that no cases have been recorded. Ukraine's health ministry has limited access to information from the city. Askold Krishnetsky also gave Times Radio updates on the military situation in Ukraine. Overall, um, the Russians have been making slow Um, but steady advances at great cost to themselves, but also at great cost to uh, the Ukrainian side. Kyiv is losing up to 200 troops a day, according to a Ukrainian presidential aide. On the way. Japan opens its borders to tourists and two people get into a sticky situation at a candy factory. The Times Daily World Briefing. It began in 2019. Mass protests in Bolivia over a disputed election triggered the resignation of the then president. It left a power vacuum, into which stepped Janina Añez, at the time a right-wing senator. Was it a coup? That's the question which has been dividing the South American country. And this week, a court decided yes. Former President Añez was found guilty of organising a coup and going against the constitution. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Añez maintains her innocence and her supporters say that her trial was illegitimate. During the trial, she was not allowed to be present in the courthouse. And that's that's a concern uh, because she should have had that right to be there and to confer with lawyers, but she couldn't do it. Uh, And other people were there, you know, the prosecutors were there, uh, the attorneys were there, but she was not allowed to uh, be present at her own trial. Cesar Munoz, senior researcher for the Americas at Human Rights Watch. 
Throughout the pandemic, Japan had some of the strictest border controls in the world, banning almost all non-resident entry. But now the East Asian country is reopening to tourists from select countries, including Australia. But visitors will have to follow strict rules. The Japan Tourism Agency says that only visitors on package tours will be allowed in during the first phase of reopening, as the government plans to gradually lift COVID-19 restrictions. Matt Knowles is the director of the British Council in Japan. He told Times Radio that travellers will have to wear masks and follow strict guidelines. In this first step to um, opening up to tourism, you'll be in the hands of a travel operator who, who will be chaperoning you around. You'll also have to ensure that you're coming with good health insurance. It's a stepping stone towards what, what I hope will be much, much more freedom for tourists. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida has pledged to bring border measures into line with other wealthy nations. From opening borders to crossing them. Russia and China have opened a new bridge connecting the two countries in the hopes of strengthening trade. The Russian economy has been hit by Western sanctions imposed over its actions in Ukraine. The bridge links the Russian city of Blagovizhensk to the Chinese city of Heihe, and constructors say it'll cut the travel distance of Chinese goods to Western Russia by 930 miles. Video footage of the opening showed a fireworks display and freight trucks from both ends waving a flag of each country. It comes after Russian authorities announced a no-limits partnership with China in February, shortly before President Vladimir Putin sent his forces into Ukraine. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest on the PGA Tour fallout, here's Kane Reeves. American golfer Bryson DeChambeau has become the most significant player to turn his back on the PGA Tour and join the new Saudi-funded Invitational Series. The 2020 US Open champion has made the decision, despite the PGA confirming it was suspending any members who joined the rival circuit. DeChambeau will join the second event, which starts at the end of the month in Oregon. And Ecuador will participate at the World Cup in Qatar after FIFA rejected claims by Chile that they fielded an ineligible player in the qualifiers. The complaint involved Byron Castillo with suggestions he was actually Colombian. But football's world governing body dismissed the complaint. The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment. Justin Bieber has had to cancel shows this week because he is suffering from paralysis on one side of his face. The singer posted a video on Instagram where he explained that he has Ramsey Hunt syndrome, a rare complication of shingles that affects the facial nerves near someone's ears. He asked fans to be patient and said that he is physically incapable of performing the next few shows in his 130-date Justice World Tour. Bieber said that he has been doing facial exercises but does not know how long it will take to recover. And finally, emergency services are used to saving people from sticky situations, but firefighters in the United States had to take that literally when they rescued two people from a tank of chocolate. The incident unfolded at the Mars Wrigley plant in Pennsylvania whilst workers carried out maintenance at the candy factory. It was reported that the chocolate in the tank was waist high and that the people had to be cut out from the bottom. Neither of them were hurt, but it's still unclear how they got there. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 11th of June. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.